Game day tomorrow inside the Dome, number 18, Syracuse hosting number 15, NC State. First time a ranked matchup and whoever knows when. Uh, very exciting. A nearly sold-out Dome. We are recording this on Friday, uh, which is usually pretty rare. So we actually have some up-to-the-date numbers. I saw the John Wildhack this morning said that there are only like a thousand tickets left or something. So go get the tickets, sell out the dome. We'll talk about it all in Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on Friday. It's your Friday episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode of Lockdown Syracuse is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Syracuse and NC State right on Sling. Sling! The TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. Syracuse NC State on ACC Network. Watch it on Sling. Um, all right. Let's talk about this matchup, Owen. Uh, Syracuse NC State, biggest game of the year for SU and maybe one of the more Biggest game of the last two decades. Yeah, well, it's probably true. Um, Syracuse taking on an NC State team that is incredibly talented, as we know. Owen and I have decided to present to you, the audience, one player or group on the offense and on the defense to highlight for the Wolfpack, just so you can get to know them a little bit better going into the game uh, and tell you about how they're going to affect Syracuse. Owen, why don't you kick off with your offensive player? I'm going to start off with my offensive player, and I think that we're doing a disservice, but I don't really care. We've both sort of copped out on these offensive answers, but that is okay. Uh, because it goes to nod uh, and, and bring attention to how important these this player is. And I, I think it is Jack Chambers. I do not think Devin Leary is playing in this game. As I'm or looking right now, I have not heard any news except for, I think, something out of NC State's camp. So I don't you'll find out on Saturday. But the way it's been talked about, and it's a one-to-six-week injury, you don't say a one to six week injury if it's a one week injury. I, I don't really think that's terminology. Never heard that in my life. <laughs> in the case of Devin Leary, right? You don't. It's a, that's a very wide range. I also think if you look at NC State's schedule and you realize that they have the bye next week, it doesn't make a ton of sense to force Devin Leary back in this game uh, when you can give him two weeks off to come back in a couple of weeks and be much more healthy. And you're at the three week point in that injury instead of the one week. So I think Jack Chambers is going to be the guy that snaps for NC State this week. I think that's an advantage for Syracuse, but I also think this is not a guy that, you know, is as truly a backup quarterback as you might see, right? When you get to higher level teams and you get to a team like NC State, uh, you're, you're going to face quarterbacks even at the backup level that are very capable. And Jack Chambers is a guy that as a backup quarterback has about as much experience as you can find at the D1 level. Four years at Charleston Southern, he was, I believe he played in 30 games. We've talked about him this week. He is a guy that has his reps 
And one of the things that goes to his advantage is he is a dual, I don't know if I want to call him a dual threat. His arm is not incredible, but he's, he's a, a very, very mobile quarterback. Yeah, he can scramble. He can get out and run. Uh, and that is a challenge that he will present in this game and is one of the biggest keys for Syracuse into getting this win is to be able to hold Jack Chambers and keep him in the pocket and get some pressure on him uh, because you are going to need to be able to make him make quick decisions, especially if he does have to throw. Uh, when he came in in that Florida State game, he only attempted one pass, and I think that was a nod to you know, the, the game that they want to run with him, and it has a lot to do with keeping the ball on the ground uh, and getting that, that RPO and the different options going uh, to be able to, to play to Chambers' strengths. And Chambers' strengths have been developed. This is a step, right? It's much higher competition. It's a much better team in NC State that he's playing for this season. Uh, but he is still a guy that, that is capable to, to play a solid game, and he has done so time and time again uh, in the past with a different team. So this is a guy that, although it's a backup, is not someone that you can completely look past and completely look over. Uh, I believe Vegas probably knows. That's why Syracuse is favored by four or five at this point. Uh, they they know the situation, and I believe they know that Jack Chambers is playing, and Jack Chambers, I believe, is probably a four- or five-point swing. I think this is pretty dang close to an even money line uh, with Devin Leary playing. Uh, with Jack Chambers, I, I think that's where you're getting the points right now. But even though you're getting the points, he can beat you. He has the ability to, to cause some issues, uh, and he is definitely someone to be aware of and to be very, not incredibly worrisome of, but you definitely have to be a little bit worried as to what he can do on the ground. He got a game plan Yeah, um, 100%. My offensive player is a group. I'm taking the offensive line uh, because, I mean, on that offense, you have a, a good quarterback in Leary who isn't going to play this week, so Chambers is a good pick from you because if Syracuse is going to win this game, it's going to be because they game planned well for Chambers. Um, and... There's really not a lot else to write home about in terms of weapons on the offense that stand out. There have been 12 guys that have caught a pass or caught a touchdown pass for the Wolfpack. So it's not all through one guy. Thayer Thomas is kind of the number one uh, receiver, but it's not like yeah. he is, you know, um, Megatron and everybody else is just not there. Uh, 12 guys have caught a touchdown on this team. So it's a very spread out passing attack when Leary is playing. Uh, as for the rush game, uh, Demi Sumo is their guy. Jordan Houston rushes the ball a lot as well. Um, but, you know, you're going to see Chambers run the ball a ton as well. So I'm going to go with the offensive line that produced Ikem Aquanu last year. Four guys aside from Aquanu return, including Grant Gibson, the, the graduate uh, student center. He's a really, really good player. Uh, and this offensive line allowed only one sack last week against a Florida State team that is tied for 25th in the country for team sacks. So they play a really, really good game. They're very experienced, uh, and they're going to really help that offense against Syracuse tomorrow. Okay, my defensive player for NC State is Shaheen Battle from that secondary. Some people yelling at us, oh, they got torched against uh, Wake Forest. Everybody was hurt against Wake Forest. They were missing so many DBs. Uh, Shaheen Battle, who wasn't in that Wake Forest game, he has returned. He played the last couple. He has been fantastic so far this season. Already two picks through it. Uh, and he was one of my picks preseason for uh, corner of the year. It was him and Garrett Williams uh, that I picked as the best uh, cornerback of the season. So Shaheen Battle, I'm sticking by my guns. He's my guy. 
Yeah, I'm going with uh, Isaiah Moore in the linebacking core. He he leads this team right now in tackles for loss uh, with six and a half. Uh, he can get into the backfield. He's such a smart player. He's quick. Uh, and, and he's a guy that I really look at in terms of someone that can cause issues for the Syracuse offense in terms of getting pressure on Schrader and forcing him to make quick decisions. Uh, I also like the story from him. He got hurt about midway through the season. Season-ending injury last year uh, has bounced back and has been – uh, pretty much the same player from what I can tell uh, this season, maybe even a little bit better. He's been outstanding. I uh, only played, I think, six or seven games last year uh, before he got hurt against Miami midway through the year. Uh, but he just like he, he plays a sound game. He's quick. I love the presence. I like the way he plays the game of football. Uh, and he is a guy that I look at as someone who can get into the backfield and, and cause some issues for Syracuse in terms of we have watched what happens when Schrader falls under pressure. We've watched what happens when this team needs to make some quick decisions. They revert back to some of the tendencies that we we got so sick of and were so agonizing last year. Uh, so he is a guy that you're going to have to be aware of. You're going to have to know where he is on every play um, because of how quickly he can take off and get into your backfield. 100% agree at Isaiah Moore, a good pick. That whole linebacking core as well, yeah. Peyton Wilson, Drake Thomas, those guys are going to be problems for Syracuse too because they are just so good. I mean, both those guys are so freaking good uh, and are going to, to clog up the passing lanes, the rushing lanes, everything. It's going to be difficult for Syracuse uh, to play against this defense because I think a lot of people know that if Jack Chambers doesn't play, it's not going to be – or if Jack Chambers does play and Devin Leary doesn't play, excuse me, it's not going to be like such a difficult game for the Syracuse defense, but it, you're still going to have to score points. So yeah. there's going to be that. So it could turn out to be a really low-scoring game where the Syracuse defense continually plays well, like we've seen against Virginia this season, uh, but then the offense still maybe struggles a little bit. But uh, we'll get to predictions later on the show. For now, let's bring you a break. This one brought to you by Underdog, Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football this season. This is a wonderful fantasy betting app. You can have certain selections like Tyler Van Dyke, higher than 240 and a half passing yards. Will Mallory, higher than 55 and a half receiving yards. Easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy to play games out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game sign up with the promo code locked on that's one word locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars deposit a hundred dollars get a hundred dollars free go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store or google play store that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on one word get in on the college football pick em action to day okay matt bonaparte owen valentine back with you on locked on syracuse and now time for a new game day tradition we are starting we're calling it owen you're muted we're calling we got it a new segment a chat with chadwick here he is it's a matt chat with chadwick <laughs> pff college expert max chadwick how are you doing today, Maxi boy? I'm great. I'm, I'm really pumped to be back on with you guys. I had so much fun with you guys last week, and I'm I'm excited to do this like weekly now. 
Yes, as did we, of course, last week. And, you know, we wanted you back. So uh, Max, as we all know, is the PFF guy. He's got all the numbers. He knows everything. He's a genius. He's a guru, <laughs> some people say. So, Max, give me some numbers on this game. So you guys mentioned this actually isn't a PFF number, but Bruins, you brought up, you're like, oh, I don't even know how long it's been since Syracuse has played a game in the uh, a game that are ranked in the dome. And I actually looked it up. So this first time since 2018 that Syracuse is playing a ranked game. That was the Camping World Bowl when they beat number 15 Syracuse, beat number 17 West Virginia. In terms of in the dome, though, this hasn't happened since 2001. So wow. you think about that, like. Only today's seniors at Syracuse have been alive for a ranked game in the dome. So it's a That's very nuts. It's a very perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. I, I hate that today's seniors were born in 2001, but that's where we are <laughs> right now. Uh, and that was when number 22 Syracuse beat number 25 Boston College. So it's been 21 years since Syracuse has played a ranked game in the dome. So it's going to be very special on Saturday. Uh, you know, we mentioned this last week. Syracuse has played the third easiest schedule in the Power Five so far. Only Minnesota and Duke have played easier schedules than Syracuse in the Power Five. So this game against NC State is going to show a lot, I think, about this Syracuse team. Because we mentioned it last week. It's like, are they for real? Is this actually – it is 5-0 record is great, but is this going to last? And I think this game is going to show a lot. And going into that, like the ninth hardest schedule remaining in the country. That's why it's going to be, you know – that first half of the schedule, great, you're 5-0. Second half of the schedule, it's going to get a lot harder than that. Uh, you guys brought up Devin Leary and Jack Chambers. I think that's the biggest storyline of the game. I, I said that it's impossible to predict this game until you know who is starting that game. Devin Leary, 83.7 grade since 2020. That's the fifth among active uh, ACC quarterbacks. Jack Chambers, though, right now, 39.7 passing grade so far this year, which is the second worst among Power 5 quarterbacks with at least 50 snaps. So, Wow. I think, you know, Jack Chambers, who transfers wow. in from Charleston Southern, he's a, a former FCS quarterback, kind of having some rough starts right now, you know, in, in place of Devin Leary. So I think whoever plays, that's who I'm picking. Like if Devin Leary plays, I think NC State comes out with a close victory. Syracuse, if, uh, if Jack Chambers plays, though, I think Syracuse comes out with a close win. Tyler Baker-Williams, he's a slot corner for, for NC State. He's the highest-graded slot corner in the country at 87.9. Wow. So that's going to be really interesting. Our guy, Aronde Gadsden, leads all FBS tight ends in yards per route run, which is one of the best stats I think there is. Basically, it's how many receiving yards you're getting per route that you're getting. Right now, he has 2.79 yards per route run which, again, highest among all tight ends in college football right so now. So that includes routes where you don't get the ball? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Even when That's you don't crazy. get thrown the ball. He's st- so he's averaging nearly three yards per route, which is the wow. highest, which is pretty awesome for him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw that. I could not believe it. I thought it was be like Brock Bowers, the Georgia tight end. Somewhere. I was like, oh, my God, Ronda Gadsden is just getting <laughs> the most. Um, Grant Gibson, he's the fourth highest graded center in the Power Five. I know you guys talked about him already. He's an 82.3 grade. He's been fantastic for NC State for years now. Devin Boykin, another guy in that secondary, second fewest yards allowed per coverage snap. Uh, it's the same you know, kind of stat for, for receiving the opposite for DBs. Just how many coverage snaps you have and then how many yards have you allowed. And he has the second fewest yards allowed per coverage snap, I believe, in the Power Five. And then another guard for NC State, Chandler Zavala. I kind of teased this last night. He's a left guard for NC State. He's got a 91.2 pass blocking grade this year, which is the best wow. among Power 5 guards. Wow. This year. So that NC State offensive line, especially in the interior, is really, really good. Yeah, they. That's, see, that's what I'm worried about, man. They So this game could totally be 
Syracuse's defense gets allows like two touchdowns to the the NC State rush game, but they play a really really solid game, and then Syracuse just can't put anything on the, on the NC State defense. That's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm worried about that too. You know, Syracuse. I don't know. They're, they're going to need again. They're probably going to run the ball. NC is probably going to run the ball a lot, especially if Jack Chambers plays this game. Um, so Syracuse's defensive line is going to have to step up for sure. Yeah, I think the uh, that's probably my one of my biggest things for both sides of the ball is just how much pressure you can get on on the opposing quarterback and can you get past the line uh, because that is going to be such a huge deal uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, and I think it's honestly when you look at Devin Leary's success, uh, you know, you, you got to thank the people standing in front of him. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you look, you know, two weeks ago at, at Brennan Armstrong's decline this season, you can look at the fact that it's, I believe, five brand new starting offensive linemen. Uh, so you can, the quarterback six oh, standing in front was, of you oh. and am I back? You're back now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just, you just, you know, you took a dip and then you come, you came back. <laughs> oh, all right. We're dancing on the screen here today. A little dip, a little pop. We are back. Uh, we're talking about Syracuse. And we are talking about this pretty darn good NC State offensive line. Uh, and I, I do really think that it is going to be interesting to see uh, how things change when you, you dip away from a pocket passer in, in a mm-hmm. guy like Jack Chambers, because when you, you're getting out of the pocket, uh, you, you don't have that O-line protection. So it's it's going to be a little different to see how things work with him and his mobility. And as you were saying, I didn't realize the passing grade was as bad as it was uh, with like 39 and change, uh, which is yeah. actually atrocious uh, yeah. when you when you look at numbers. So I did not realize that the passing situation was that bad, uh, at least numbers hey, Dave Doran said that he's thrown a 400-yard game before. <laughs> no, he said he's thrown for 400-yard games, plural. False. One. And it was 405. <laughs> that okay. was probably at Charleston Southern, right? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, we'll see. We will see. I, I, I do think that, Max, you, you, you got great numbers today. I will say that. Every time you, you <laughs> set a new number. First one. That's what we love. The first one, yeah. Every time you set a new number, I said, like, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. We're all learning as we go. Uh, really, really awesome. Uh, I, I, I love numbers. That's what, for, for those of you that are unaware, Max and I would frequent, and so would Bones, uh, we would frequent post-game shows together when we were at mm-hmm. Syracuse. And, and Max is, has always been the numbers guy. Uh, so he has been doing this for years in terms of throwing numbers out there, whereas I'm more of a yep. – a visual and opinion based max definitely is is more statistically based <laughs> argument uh and it's it's always nice to have some numbers to go along uh and it's perfect when the numbers that you say fall into the ideas yeah. that i've been saying that's, that's when people love pf people usually like either love or hate pff they love it when it supports an argument they hate it when it doesn't so yeah <laughs> this week it works this maybe next week you guys won't love it as much but we'll see all right <laughs> well, max we bid you adieu max as we Get ready for some predictions. Are you ready for predictions, Mr. Owen Valentine? I am always ready to give predictions. Uh, but do you first I have a key what... to this game? I do, and I think I just said it out loud in that last segment. My key is is quarterback pressure, uh, and I think that is my key, I'll put it in Syracuse perspective, is to protect the quarterback. 
you need to give Garrett Schrader time in this game and you need to give him the comfort to be able to make decisions. Uh, I said it last segment. I've said it on episodes before. I will say it again this year. When Garrett Schrader is under pressure, he all too often reverts back to the tendencies of last season that drove us crazy. Uh, and so if you can give him the time, he is much more comfortable. He makes far better decisions. It might make sense, right? That's obviously when you, you have no pressure, when you're not running for your life, you can make a little bit better of a decision. Uh, but it really is one of the keys for Syracuse because this NC State defense can get after you quickly and their secondary can beat you uh, on any bad decision that you make. So you are going to, even if you are pressured a little bit, need to make quick decisions and effective decisions. And if you're that Syracuse offensive line, this is your day to show out. You need to protect Schrader at all costs in this game. You need to have your best game of the year um, because if this is one of the games where you revert back to, to what we saw last year, and I believe what we saw against Virginia allowing six sacks in that game, you are going to need to protect Schrader so that he can make the best decision possible. Because if this is another six-sack game, you are not regardless of who's quarterback in the other side. For me, it is make this the worst performance of Jack Chambers' professional career. The defense needs to go out there. The Syracuse defense needs to absolutely destroy Jack Chambers uh, in this game because you don't know if you're going to be able to beat their defense, so you need to destroy them when they're on offense. Um, there have to be at least a few sacks, a couple picks. Like They have to be everywhere. Stop the run yeah. game. They have to be able to just make it so NC State cannot put the ball in the end zone. That is... Uh, that's going to be the, the goal for Syracuse if they're going to win this game, I think. Um, and for prediction for me, I've been teetering in my mind about where to go, but I'm going to go with the original number that I thought of yesterday when we were about to do the podcast prior to technical difficulties. I'm saying Syracuse, after this week, is 6-0. and And I'm going to say Syracuse beats NC State by a score of 17-10. Wow, very low scoring. Harkens back to 2019 when Syracuse went down to Carter-Finley Stadium and lost 16-10. That was a bad game. So a little bit more scoring in this one than that one. One more I, I told you, and maybe this was the fact that I was, I was all in the Syracuse-Clemson mantra yesterday as I'm thinking of this score, uh, and I'm re-watching you know, the, the court storming. I've got Snapchat memories coming up. Uh, of storming the field. Uh, I said court storming, field storming. Uh, I've got memories of storming the field coming up on my phone, uh, you know, going to, to Castle after the game, whatever happens after that. Uh, we, it's fresh in my mind, and that score is fresh in my mind at 27-24, uh, and it's something that I'm going to stick with. I think this is a 27-24 football game. Um. And I, I don't know who wins. I, I really have been saying this the whole time. I do not know who wins. Um, I am going to stick with my guns. You're not going to flip gonna a coin? I'm going to stay positive. Uh, I'll flip a phone. I don't have a, a card or a coin on me. Uh, screen side, heads in Syracuse. Uh, camera side, tails and NC State. Score will stay the same. I am going to flip and flip. Uh, so that, that was oh, not goodness. an impulse decision in the air. We are there. Uh-oh. That's an NC State 27-24 wow. victory. 
Um, but I hope that the fact that I just had to flip a, a phone uh, shows you how back and forth I am on this. I do think Syracuse is very much in this football game and can win this game 100%. But I also feel the same way about NC State. Uh, I, I think this is a game that when we look back on the season, uh, I always say this uh, in, you know, when we talk about games individually, you can circle turning points in games. You can circle where this game changed or what happened and find that one play. This game is circled for the rest of the season. Regardless of outcome, this game defines what happens the rest of the year for Syracuse. Uh, and this game is going to be, uh, you can summarize the rest of the year right now. Uh, when you watch this game on Saturday, if they win or look really solid and lose a game, which is fine, right? You can lose a close game and still have a great season. I think that cannot score? be the narrative. Huh? What was your score? 27-24. Oh, you did I said it. Okay. it. I think so. 27-24. Nice. Either way. So if it's 27-24 and Syracuse wins, I'm counting that as a win. Um, because okay. I didn't make the I'm choice. I'm not, My phone but did. you can count it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is what it is, but really like this, this is the game that, that tells you everything for all of the rest of the season, whatever happens, you can revert back to this game. I am going to be there section three thirty one. Uh, I'm pretty high I'm up there tell them where you are. Let's say hi, come at me. Syracuse gets up two scores, start yelling at me about how an idiot I am. And I didn't have the balls to pick. Uh, all right, just do it. I don't care. I'm at 331. This guy Valentine's hey. off his rocker. Say all right. Hey. Uh, that's all we got on uh, today's episode of Lockdown Syracuse. I think Syracuse wins. Owens phone thinks NC State wins. Um, go get more on the ACC. Go make Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. Thanks for making this one your first listen. Candace Cooper and everybody else at Lockdown ACC take you around the Atlantic Coast Conference in half an hour. Go make it your second listen. That's Locked On ACC. I'm Matt Bonaparte. That's Owen Valentine. Thank you to Max Chadwick. Uh, And we will see you, hopefully, after a Syracuse W on Saturday. We'll see you Monday.